give all the honor right now, Father. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Lord, you're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Praise to the name of the Lord. Praise to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you know your worship and your praise is medicine to your soul? You know, God is binding up the hearts right now. The broken hearted are being mended right now through worship and praise to Him. We are not worshiping because of circumstance. We are worshiping His greatness and who He is. Amen. We're not worshiping for our neighbors. We're not here because of somebody else. We're here because of Jesus Christ. And He is high and He is lifted up today. And we worship You, Jesus. We worship Your greatness right now, Father. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. To You be all the honor and all the glory. To You be all the praise right now, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to do something a little bit different, and I hope I don't make anyone feel uncomfortable. But I'm going to ask the, the Plocker family and those who are affiliated with the family, if they could just come on up to the uh, first couple rows, and if we could make room for them. Amen. Maybe the first two rows in the middle. I want them just to come up here. And I, I know there's kids that may not... Uh, be real comfortable, and they may have to leave, and I totally understand that, but if you would, I, I would like for you to come to the front, and I am, I want to preach a message today that I, I feel will benefit the entire church, but uh, perhaps especially the family of where they're at right now, and what they're dealing with, uh, with the loss of Kevin, amen, and I just, I want to say at the outset that we we know what Kevin would want us to do today, and that is to worship the Lord. Amen. When we came in here, when they came here a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday, the first thing they did and he did was he just began to, he wore himself out the first uh, few minutes uh, here at the church, and you had noticed that he was very weary. He was very tired. Physically, he was not able to do what he was doing in the first part of that service. And he was, he was just pretty well sitting down the remainder of the service because he, he gave it all. Amen. He gave everything in his worship and his passion and praise to the Lord. And uh, Kevin, you know, the, this is not the memorial service. This is not the funeral. We're going to take care of that uh, this week. And, uh, but I, I do want us to understand what God is trying to accomplish here in the hearts and lives of, of everyone, especially this family, and what he wants to be to them. Amen. You know, right now there's a lot of people around, a lot of company and prayers and attention and uh, regard that's going on right now. But down the road, uh, there's going to be times that, that you may be by yourself. You may be all alone, even in the evening hours throughout the night, and you're going to need something to sustain you that's beyond human interaction. You're going to need somebody that's more deeper, that's infallible, that's omnipresent, amen, one that can be there in a split second for you, amen. 
Sometimes I don't hear my phone. But you know what? Even if I could, I can't even come close to what Jesus Christ can do for you. Amen. And I, I would like, if we could, to turn to Hebrews chapter 6. And we're going to be reading from verse number 18. And I, 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 my intention is not to be uh, very long today, but I, I do feel that the Lord wants us to get into His Word today. It says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation or a strong comfort, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Amen. And that's talking about the very presence of the Lord Himself. Amen. I want to preach for just a, a few moments today, and at the end we are going to pray for the, the family. And anyone else that would need prayer, we're, we want to open it up to everyone, but I do want to focus on them at the outset of the altar call. But I want to preach upon a strong anchor that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. How many believe that today? How many have experienced the strong anchor that we have in Jesus Christ? Amen. If you could lift your hands to the Lord right now. God, we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for your love, Lord. We thank you for your concern and your regard, God, for those that are here today, Jesus. As we honor Kevin today, Lord. Lord, and we know that he is here in spirit, Jesus, right now, God. He has that Holy Ghost, Lord. He had that spirit that was alive and well in him, God. And Lord, right now, I pray, Jesus, that that same spirit will move upon our congregation today, Lord, upon the family, Jesus. We're so careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord. <laughs> praise God. Amen. You may be seated. I, uh, it's a song that I remember. Uh, this, I think, was back in the mid-'90s, and many of you will remember this song. In fact, you might be thinking about this song right now. Uh, when I gave the, the title, but Ray Boltz made it a very, very popular uh, song a few years ago. And the chorus goes like this, the anchor holds, though the ship is battered, the anchor holds. Though the sails are torn, I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging seas. The anchor holds in spite of the storm. And you know, when we're, we're all born. We were all born, amen, every one of us, some a few years ago, some recently uh, as of two or three years ago, and some uh, ways back. But every one of us, when we were born, we began a journey. And the journey was, is that this the journey of life that we are on. And, and you know, we understand that in this journey, there's going to be times that, that the sea is very smooth sailing, and it's crystal clear, and just beautiful, and there's no, no problems, no nothing going on. And then at other times, we understand that the, the sea is a little bit more in turmoil, and the waves are a little bit rough, and, and things are not always as, they, uh, as we would like for them to be. And so each of the, the journeys that we have, we began the journey. Every one of us, we had a journey that began at some point in our life, at least when we were born, it began that journey. And so the journey will lead us to two destinations. 
And we know what those two destinations are. And I do know that the Lord is rooting for us to, to make it to heaven. Amen. The Lord is wanting us to make it through the pearly gates. And I want you to know that Kevin today is in the throne room of God in heaven right now. Hallelujah. And we rejoice right now that that man made it to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we do have a reason to rejoice. Uh, hallelujah. We may not be excited and happy about not being able to see him today, but we do know that that man uh, made the destination uh, of heaven. Somebody ought to shout into God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. But we know that we do have an enemy, and his desire is for us not to go to heaven. So we have two powers and two entities, if you will, one that's rooting us to go to heaven and the other that does not want us to make it that goal, that destination of heaven. Many that I, I work with people a lot and I'm around a lot of people that, that they do not have a, a proper destination in mind. Uh, they, are, they, don't, they don't know what to do in the journey called life. And, and you see the struggle and you see the, the difficulty of how they, they try to make it through. And they're, they're taking it one day at a time and they're, they're just doing everything they can to be able to make it uh, uh, through the turmoil and the conditions uh, that they're in. And not only is it the world that goes through the the problems. The Bible tells us that it rains uh, upon the just uh, and on the unjust. Uh, so we understand that we are not exempt uh, from the problems of life. Uh, uh, we're not exempt from the, 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 the daily duties, if you will, uh, of life. So we know what it is uh, to live in this life. Uh, we've got an understanding of what it is to go through uh, uh, the, the ups and the downs uh, of life. Uh, but James describes it very well. He described the condition like this. Uh, he said that they waver like a wave of the sea. They are driven with the wind and are tossed about. In other words, life is not always going to be that Wren Lake type of, 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 of water. There's no smoother water than Wren Lake. It's a beautiful lake. Not a lot of activity going on. But there's sometimes that the, the, the ocean waves, if you will, the, the, the turmoil begins to, to come into our life. And we don't really know what to do. Uh, with all of that turmoil uh, and so as a result of all the, the turmoil around us uh, and we look around uh, we begin to be tossed about uh, our spirits and our soul uh, and our emotions if you will uh, uh, they're just doing cartwheels uh, and we don't know how to handle what is going on uh, all around us uh, and sometimes uh, it can be a little bit uh, overwhelming uh, to the point where we don't know what to do uh, about what we're feeling uh, and what we're going through right now. Uh, there's going to be those moments uh, that everything is glassy uh, and clean uh, and easy, uh, but there's going to be moments uh, when the waves begin to roll in uh, and the adversary comes in. Uh, and not only is it life, uh, only is it the things that we deal with, uh, but the adversary comes in uh, and he'll come in the back door uh, and he'll try to wreak havoc uh, upon everything that's happening all around us. Some say that they are masters of their own destiny. And you know, the more I think about this, this is so very true. Uh, there is a very large part of that that is very true. Uh, we do control a lot of our destiny. Uh, there's some things that we can make uh, uh, decisions upon that will dictate whether or not uh, uh, we make it 
to the pearly gates. Uh, but you know what? While we are allowing, uh, amen, the decision to be made around us, or, or maybe we're making uh, those decisions, uh, there are some things all around us uh, that we do not have control over. There are some storms that begin to blow in and things uh, begin to happen in our lives uh, that we honestly don't have control over what is going on all around us. Uh, uh, we can exercise. Uh, uh, we, can, we can eat the right things. Uh, uh, we can take the vitamins. Uh, uh, we can take care of our bodies. Uh, uh, we can pay our bills. Uh, we can fix our car. Uh, we can change the oil. Uh, but you know what? There's some things that happen in life uh, that are completely out of our control. Uh, amen. There's some things uh, that we don't know why they happen. Uh, the only thing about life, uh, it, we can certainly understand that it is uncertain. That's what's certain about life. As soon as we think that we got it all figured out and we got it all laid out and we got, we got plans in place, uh, hallelujah. You know what? God doesn't care about our plans. Uh, amen? He cares about his plan. Hallelujah. I said he cares uh, about his plan uh, and his plan only. So we can plan and we can do everything we know to do to maintain a, a good life. And so should we do that. Uh, I believe that we've got a responsibility uh, to do that and to be good stewards uh, of what God has given us. Uh, but every now and then, like what we experienced yesterday morning, uh, there are some things that are just uncontrollable. Uh, there are some things that we have no control over. Uh, and God begins to allow things to happen. Uh, he allows the waves to begin to blow, uh, amen, and roll, and the wind begin to blow, uh, but I want you to know one thing right now, family. Uh, there's a God that's in control uh, of everything. Uh, do you know what? He is the master of the sea. Uh, he is the master of the storm. Uh, he knows when it begins. Uh, he knows when it's continuing. Uh, and he knows the ending to uh, the storm. Uh, can I get a witness right now from the church? <laughs> Hallelujah. But in the midst of those storms... In the midst of the things that are totally out of our control, God in His Word has given us a, a spiritual anchor that we can hold on to today. If you find yourself being frightened by the storm or what's raging all uh, around you and all the uncontrollable winds that are blowing, uh, hallelujah, you've got uh, at your grasp uh, the opportunity to hang on, uh, amen, to a lifeline in Jesus uh, that only he can give. Uh, no one can give a lifeline like Jesus can. Uh, nobody can save our soul like Jesus can. Uh, hallelujah. Most of the people I know outside the church, uh, it seems like they are just drifting through life. Uh, and they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they don't know what tomorrow holds. Uh, they don't know what their eternal soul, uh, hallelujah, what the destination is. Uh, but I want you to know that we as the people of God, uh, we know exactly what our destination is. Uh, we know we've got a Lord and a Savior uh, that is on our side. Uh, we've got a cloud of witnesses right now. And Kevin is one of those uh, cloud of witnesses uh, that are saying, come on, run. Uh, run the race. Uh, finish the course well make sure that I see you at the very end hallelujah amen we have our, at our grasp uh, the anchor for our ship of life we can place our trust in Jesus Christ and him alone I was about 10 years old when I I discovered the anchor for my life and I, I was a young man and I was raised in the church uh, but you know what at that time when I was 10 years old on a Sunday night uh, hallelujah I, I suddenly understood what it was for the Lord to be my anchor. 
I had an understanding, I guess, at, uh, at a young age that finally it took me a while of, of seeking for the Holy Ghost that, that I finally understood and I saw the Lord, uh, hallelujah, in a figurative way that, that he had a lifeline for me. And he was saying, here, son, take a hold of this lifeline. And, and I want you to know that if you take hold of this anchor and, and you take a hold of the lifeline, that, that I will be there every day of your life. Uh, I will give you the comfort. And, and no matter what's going on in your life, the, the difficult day of grade school or junior high or high school or whatever part of your life you're in, uh, I want you to know, son, that I am going to be your anchor, uh, and I will be there till the very end. Uh, I want this family to know that we have an anchor in Jesus Christ. Uh, no matter what you're going through right now, Jesus knows your steps. Uh, he has ordered them. Uh, he knows exactly where you're going, uh, what direction. Uh, he knows where you're going to be tomorrow, next week, 10 years from now. God's got it all planned out. Uh, why? Because he's got a lifeline right now. He is our anchor uh, that we can hold on to uh, and we know that we will be saved uh, through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. On the day that Jesus was born into this world, another anchor began to form. And for 33 and a half years, the Bible lets us know that he also sailed this sea of life. And I began to think this morning, Brother Adam, about how it's not by happen chance that the, the plan was that it was that, that God Himself would robe Himself in flesh and be born among us and to dwell and live among the people that He created. I mean, I'm talking about the very creator of the universe that said, I, I'm not going to send someone else. And I know we talk, and the Bible says that He sent His Son. Well, He's talking about a fleshly body a human body that he en enrobed himself in. And, and so he wrapped himself in flesh, uh, and he dwelt among us. And, and I began to think about the, the 33 and a half years that that man had lived uh, on this earth. Uh, he didn't have to do that. He could have made it. He could have started uh, at 15, 20 years old, and he could have just came out of the wilderness somewhere, kind of like a, a John the Baptist, and say, I've got a, I've got a plan here. I've got a message. Uh, but he wanted to taste life uh, from the very beginning. He wanted to walk in the shoes that every one of us have walked in. His, his life also began at birth, uh, and he understood what it was like to be a baby. Uh, he understood the hunger pains as a young man. Uh, he understood the, 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 the understanding of, of going through the, the uh, navigating through the problems that life would give him. Uh, and so he continued on, and he didn't stop. Uh, uh, he didn't just exempt himself uh, from the heartache and from the pain, uh, but he kept on sailing through the life uh, that he had been given that he had created for himself. Uh, did he exempt himself from problems? No, he did not. Uh, did he feel the pain and the sorrow uh, and the emptiness and the hurt uh, of losing a mother, and, uh, of losing a father uh, and possibly other family members? Uh, yes, we read in the, the history book of Josephus uh, that that man had experienced uh, a much loss in his life. Uh, and finally, in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, he felt the ultimate pain of what it was going to be like uh, to have to walk through a trial uh, and a circumstance uh, and be on the, 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 the waves of, of, of just turmoil and, and accusation uh, and persecution. Uh, and he said, I'm going to go through this uh, because I want to be touched by the infirmities. Uh, and the same infirmities that, that my people, my creation, uh, what they're going to have to go through, uh, I also want to go through that same pain uh, and that same loss. 
And so for 33 and a half years, the Bible lets us know uh, that he walked uh, the walk that we have to walk, uh, that he was going through the problems that we had to go through. Uh, why is this? Uh, because he had a love for humanity. He understood that there was going to be a day like this when Sister Beth is sitting on the front row uh, and experiencing such loss uh, and such heartache and pain, uh, such emptiness and devastation of not knowing what tomorrow would hold. Uh, but you know what? Jesus said, I want you to know, Beth, uh, I I want you to know, boys, uh, that I've got an anchor for you, uh, and I'm going to be there till the very end. Uh, there's not going to be a day that goes by that this lifeline uh, is not available for this whole family, uh, and God's going to be there till the very end. But I want to encourage them. I want them to know that the anchor is in Jesus Christ and Him alone. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that love you guys, and they already have. I, I'm, I'm proud of our church, but I'm just the focus is more on you guys. Uh, I understand the, the heartache and the pain, and I know what it is, uh, hallelujah, to, to want to be there for you and want to give you uh, uh, just the comfort and the consolation that we read uh, in our text. Uh, but you know what? We are limited on how much we can do. Uh, uh, yes, we'll be there till the very end. I told Beth again, uh, we're going to be here for the long haul. We'll always be by her side. We'll do everything we can to help her. Amen. Can I get a witness from the church? Hallelujah. That's beautiful. But you know what? Everything that we do, everything, if we were there with her 24 hours a day, that would not be even close to what Jesus Christ can do for this family. Only he can satisfy the soul. Only he can breathe peace into a situation. He's the only one that can really help us in our time of need. David understood this, and, and Daniel and the three Hebrew children, they understood exactly what they were going through. Uh, uh, they knew the problems that they had. Uh, but David, the psalmist, said it like this. He said, some put their trust uh, in horses and chariots, but, but we're going to put our trust uh, in the name of the Lord. Uh, our true anchor today, church, uh, the only one we can really anchor ourselves in and have a foundation uh, is in Jesus Christ uh, and in Him alone. Amen. What does the anchor do for us? The anchor keeps us from drifting too far. Because you know what? We have a tendency sometimes to kind of drift a little bit. Problems of life can get us focused on the, on the, on the sadness of it all and, and maybe deflect our attention. And, and, and before we know it, if we're not anchored right, if we're not rooted right, if we don't have a, a sure foundation, uh, uh, we can find ourselves over drifting a little bit too far from where we should be. And, and you know what? When you're anchored in the truth and you're anchored, uh, hallelujah, in a church that loves you, but more than anything anchored uh, in Jesus Christ, uh, when you're anchored in Him, when you start feeling like you're kind of drifting a little bit, uh, you know what, you, you, you have that chain kind of pull you back, and, and you feel that, that, that pull of, of the Spirit, if you will, and, and I'll say it like this, sometimes I've had, had the, maybe a little more stubborn streak than I should have had, and, and he just plain jerked my chain, amen, anybody just had your chain jerked? And, and you, you just know that you've been drifting and, it, you know, he'll kind of be kind to you for a little bit. But at some point he's thinking, you know what, uh, I'm going to jerk your chain. And, and he jerks our chain and he pulls us uh, back to where we need to be. Uh, that's what happens uh, when you're anchored uh, in Jesus Christ. Uh, you're not going to be overwhelmed with sorrow to the point uh, where you cannot recognize uh, how good and wonderful uh, our Savior is uh, at all times. Uh, at all times, uh, he 
He's going to say, you know what? Uh, I am high and lifted up. Uh, and if you can be anchored in me and you can stay uh, where you can see me, uh, you'll understand that I've got it all under control right now. Everything uh, is under uh, control if you just lean upon me. Amen. I'm thankful that it's the anchor that holds us where we need to be. The best thing for your life is to be anchored in Jesus Christ. You know, the best thing for your marriage, be anchored in Jesus Christ. The best thing for your finances, be anchored in Jesus Christ. Uh, the best thing for your family right now, to take care of them, Beth, uh, is to be anchored in Jesus Christ. Uh, the best thing you can do for your boys right now uh, is to stay anchored uh, in Jesus Christ. Uh, are you going to be sad? Absolutely. Uh, are you going to be overwhelmed? You better believe it. Uh, but you know what? Your anchor is still uh, in Jesus Christ. Uh, His Word is your anchor, uh, and it's your help uh, in the time of need. Uh, hallelujah. I cannot navigate the seas of life. Uh, I'm not able to manipulate something so grand uh, and so big. Uh, but he is uh, the master uh, of the sea. Uh, there's times that he'll have us walk uh, upon the water, Peter. Uh, I can't do it on my own. No, you can't uh, do it by yourself. Uh, but you can do it with the help uh, of the Lord. Amen. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah said it like this. And in times like these, the best thing we can do is to go to the word of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee. goes on to say, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And when they go through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, it's not going to burn you. Neither will the flame kindle upon you. Hallelujah. You might feel like you're in the fires for so long that, that you're igniting and the fires become a part of who you are uh, and it's consuming you, but that's not the case here. Uh, he said you can walk through the fire uh, and not only are you not going to be burned, uh, but you're not going to be consumed by that fire. Uh, in other words, it's not going to overtake who you are. Uh, it's not going to overtake your faith. Uh, it's not going to overtake your mindset uh, of being a child of the Lord. Uh, you're not going to be consumed uh, by the fire. Uh, you might... You might feel the heat a little bit. Uh, you might be affected some, uh, but it's not going to change uh, who I am uh, on the inside. Uh, I'm going to keep my faith uh, in the Lord uh, because He is my anchor uh, and He is my lifeline. Uh, and He's going to take me through the fire and through the flood. Hallelujah. Amen. The anchor that we have in Jesus Christ as we stand together is strong enough to save us through the most difficult times that this life can throw at us. You might be facing a hopeless situation and things might be very difficult right now. And there might be a lot of mourning right now and a lot of sadness. But you know what? The Bible says that joy comes in the morning, Brother Kevin. Amen. It might not be this morning. It may not be tomorrow morning, but there's going to be a morning, uh, hallelujah, where joy is going to be able to, to, to show itself. Uh, the joy is never left, but it's going to manifest uh, itself in a mighty way. Amen. That's the morning that I'm looking for. That's the morning, hallelujah, that if we stayed anchored in Jesus, it's going to show itself again. Hallelujah. 
Amen. You might face something that just is so difficult. You might not be able to see through your, your stormy trial right now, and it's understandable, and nobody expects you to. I told Beth before church, I said, nobody expects anything out of you, but just stay in the presence of the Lord today and let the Lord minister to you. Amen. Yeah, we want to give you a hug, and we want to say words of comfort or at least be there for you, and, and thank you for allowing us to do that. Thank you. It helps us as well because we are also sad, and we want to do something for you. Within us so badly, we want to do something to take the hurt away. Amen. I understand that. And I'm so glad for a church that understands that. But you know what, church, when it's all said and done, the only way that she's going to get through this difficult trial, the way that God plans, is for Him to be her anchor through this difficult time. Amen. And that goes for the family as well. He wants to be the anchor in the midst of the storm. I read a story a, a while back about a, a ship that, that was just, it was in the middle of a storm that couldn't get to the peninsula of safety. And it threw out the big anchors. It did everything it could to stabilize the ship so the ship wouldn't be drug out to sea. But finally, it didn't work, and they had one more anchor that was available. And so they thought, the, the captain thought, I'm going to throw that one little anchor out, and we're going to just see what happens. You know that little anchor caught hold of something? And it anchored that entire ship. Sometimes it's not just saying that I've got an anchor in Jesus. Sometimes you've got to connect yourself to the anchor. You've got to make sure that you're connected in a proper manner to the right source. You know, they pulled that little anchor out. All the big anchors came up. They weren't connected to nothing. But that little anchor, they tugged on that thing, and they tugged on that thing, and they tugged on it some more. And you know, they got that thing up high enough to where they discovered that that little anchor had got a hold of a big anchor of a battleship that had sunk years before. That big old battleship was not going to be moved. So that little bitty anchor said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to anchor myself into something bigger than, I, than me. And you know what? That ship was unmovable. It took some battering, yes. The storm was there. And the waves were rolling in. And the, the winds were blowing. And it took a little bit of loss, if you will. There's a little bit of fatigue on that ship. But that little anchor said, I'm going to anchor myself in the big anchor. And you know what? This is what I want us to do as a church right now. We've got little hands. I don't care the biggest hands among us. Your little hands compared to the hand of God. What we've got to do is we've got to lift our hands before the Lord and say, God, I'm going to anchor myself in you. God, and I, I, I can't hold myself. I cannot be here by myself. Uh, I cannot stay in this place that I'm in, God, unless I have an anchor in you. And, Lord, I want to connect myself to you right now in the name of Jesus and throughout this building right now. If we could lift our hands before the Lord.